Good morning. It is Sunday, March 3rd. This is The Quack, issue 290. I'm Dave Atkinson. Good morning. It's very nice to see you. I hope you had a terrific week. It is startlingly light outside as I put my first words to page this morning. I'm a few minutes behind schedule, but I might also point out it feels like the sun is a little bit ahead of schedule. I have tea. I have stories. Let's do this. Section 1. Chasing the Bay Leaves I made my favorite baked beans again this week. I confess I'm a little bit obsessed. It was only after this, the fourth time making them, I finally had a realization. Are these maybe too sweet? I asked Aaron. Oh yeah, she said, nodding widely. Were you ever going to say anything? I said. I mean, you just seemed to like making them so much. I'll likely haul back on the brown sugar next time. The recipe calls for a single bay leaf, but I always drop a couple in there because those guys are just too subtle for their own good. I'm supposed to remove the bay leaves before serving, but this last time I couldn't be bothered to fish them out. After the first breakfast with beans on the side, I became the only person really eating them. I get it. They're too sweet. If I saw a bay leaf as I was grabbing some to heat up, I just scooped around it. I left the bay leaves in there despite my ridiculously superstitious belief that these things will kill me one day. Bay leaves remain rigid even after cooking. I'm not sure who told me as a child that if I swallowed one it could slice up my insides, but that image persists every time I look at a bay leaf. You'd think with this irrational fear I'd pull those leaves out at first sight, but I'm a complicated man. Terrified, yes, but lazy too. Scooping around the leaves every time, of course, means my met my last bowl of beans had two great big bay leaves in it. There they sat, threatening me, staring at me. What do bay leaves actually taste like? I honestly couldn't tell you. Maybe it's just the taste of danger. Section two, work buddy. And here's a picture of my cat Squeak, and he is curled up on the chair beside me where I work every day. Squeak, the house bully, has become my work buddy. Being the boss of all the cats in the house apparently requires constant vigilance because he is an uncomfortable and light napper. He is constantly aware, constantly watching for any unsanctioned movement of other cats through the house. He's recently taken to sleeping right beside my desk as I work in the morning. There must be something comforting about having me sitting there quietly typing all morning, because now he sleeps like a log for hours and hours. Section 3. A trip to the store. And here there's a photo of the glowing coals of my barbecue. Yesterday morning when I walked the paper route, it was minus 9 degrees, with a wind chill of about minus 17. By yesterday afternoon, it was plus 5 degrees, and sunny. Sunny as heck. It was such a lovely day, I didn't think twice. I declared it a barbecue day. I had some of the supplies I needed, but not all of them. Luckily, the Murphy's Pharmacy near us has a pretty good grocery section, so I knew I could get what I needed there. I grabbed my two items, and I carried them to the checkout. So, said the cashier, with a bit of a grin, hot dogs. Hamburger buns. That's right, I said. Okay, he said. I just wanted to make sure because you have hot dogs and hamburger buns. Yes, I said. I'm a complicated man. 
Section 4, Upgrading and Investing. Alice and I were walking down the street one day this week. They have to start picking classes soon for their next semester of high school. In among the Englishes and mouths and dramas, they're considering taking welding. I don't know, they said. When else am I going to have a chance to learn something new like welding? Oh yeah, I said. It would be an upgrade for sure. I think about those sorts of upgrades all the time. I like to learn new things. Adding facts to the old database is something I try to do every day. Adding skills is something entirely different. It feels like upgrading the system. When I deliberately seek out a skill to learn, I think of it as investing in me. Tai Chi is one of those things. I took the beginner course more than five years ago, and after that first intensive weekend, I could do all the movements if I was in the class following the teacher, but I wanted it to become something I could do on my own. I spent the next three months of early mornings memorizing the 108 moves. I watched every video I could from every angle, making sure I was doing it right. And every day I'd add a new move to the sequence and I'd commit it to memory. Today, even if I haven't done Tai Chi in several months, I know I can still do it. It's a part of me. It's an upgrade. And it's paid off in spades. My friend Peter emailed me a few weeks back to say he was excited that he had replaced the handle and float mechanism in his toilet. This was a job he'd never done before, and I was thrilled he thought of me with this project. He had successfully moved a job from the list of things he couldn't do to the list of things that he definitely could do. It was an upgrade. I'm trying to think of some of the other upgrades I've invested in over the years. Knitting is one, for sure. Every time I read the elements of style, I feel like I'm reinvesting in myself. And that's a nice feeling. What are some of your favorite upgrades? Aaron said last week's newsletter ended a little abruptly. And upon rereading it, I am inclined to agree. So we are going to ease into the ending a little bit this week. Do you feel that? The denouement? It's subtle, but it's there. Like bay leaves. We are coasting to the end. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this Sunday morning. I really appreciate it. Thank you also to the members of my Patreon. Your support helps keep my newsletter and podcast free for everyone to enjoy. And you can learn more about both of those things at patreon.com slash the underscore quack. I hope you have a great week.